We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest in Kansas City soccer coverage from KCSN. Featuring No Other Pod with Jimmy Mack and Daniel Kuser. Currently with Daniel Kuser and Chris Wright. And Soccer Talks with Ali Trost-Martin. KC Sports Network is your new go-to for Kansas City soccer coverage. Make sure to hit that follow button so you don't miss anything. And now, let's get to it. What's up, soccer fans? Welcome to a very special edition of Soccer Talks here on KC Sports Network. I'm Ali Trost-Martin, joined by KC Current uh, midfielders Morgan Gutra and Vanessa DiBernardo. And we've got a very special show for you today because we're actually out at the KC Current training facility for a live in-person show, which is always fun. We've got some special guests here today watching as well. And uh, yeah, we're going to have some fun today. So Morgan, Vanessa, thank you both so much for joining the show. We're happy to have you. Thanks for having us. Um, I want to start by just kind of going back in time, and I always love hearing the soccer origin story for everybody, whether you're a fan or a player. Um, for each of you, how did that love of the game begin? I'll go first, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I think when I was four, my sister is five, six years older than me, um, and she played, and at that time, I just kind of wanted to do everything she did, and so I followed in her footsteps, and we would always play against each other in the front yard and be really competitive. And, you know, I think that's kind of where it grew was in the front yard, um, just playing around with my sister. And obviously I looked up to her. So that was kind of where I, I started playing and I just kept playing because I loved it. Did, does she still play at all? Or? No. What, no. Well, yeah, what point did it kind of become like, okay, Morgan's kind of taken over the, the soccer role here in the family? <laughs> I feel like, yeah, she played in college. Okay. Yeah, she played Division two, So... She kind of like played throughout all of high school, and but she didn't know if she really wanted to play at the next level. She was quite smart, so she definitely was in that regard better than than me in that in, in the academic world. But um, she decided her senior year that she wanted to play in college, and she was a good player. Um, but she kind of obviously had her her uh, love was other other places than just soccer. Um, but yeah, she was good, and she kept playing. But I would say she probably hasn't touched a ball in <laughs> I don't know. 10 wow. years yeah a long time so but she still loves to watch every game and she plays pickup here and there but she you know she's she's I don't know 36 now so oh that's fun that yeah. she gets to like watch you and that I don't know that you guys got to like kind of start that 
love, you know, just playing together yeah, as kids. And she, yeah, she, she's the reason why I played, and I think that's kind of fun for her to watch as well. And, and to, you know, she's come to some of the World Cups and, and followed me for my whole career, and it's been great to have her and always be in my support. And we'll definitely talk some World Cup later on because, mm-hmm. obviously, cup, we're just a couple months away now. Uh, not even now? A, co- a month uh, or a couple months. I'm losing track of time. <laughs> Vanessa, what about you? What is your uh, soccer origin story? Yeah, I mean, kind of similar, actually. I mean, my dad played professionally, so it was kind of ingrained in our family a little bit. Um, But I have an older sister as well who played. um, So we would play in the backyard, and and my dad would kind of kick the ball around with us. So um, definitely having him with his soccer background and then also my older sister to play with and and just kind of do it as a family um, was kind of my beginning story, I guess. So at what point? for each of you, did you realize that going and playing professional was really on the radar? Yeah, I think it was a little weird for our time. Um, the league wasn't really established, at least this. Which is crazy. I always tell people that, I mean, I, I think we're all around like similar age, like the NWSL was starting when I was entering college. So at no point did I ever as a little kid, which is why it's so cool seeing young girls out at the stadium, mm-hmm. like, no, you can actually see what a, a possible path to playing professional looks like. Like, that wasn't always the case because of all the failed leagues when, when we were younger. Right. So it was our, my, or my senior year where the league started. Um, so kind of like your junior, senior year, you're kind of starting to think about it. Um, it wasn't kind of a path you really thought of at such a young age, just because the league wasn't really there. Um, you can always go and play overseas, which is a little different, but um, it was kind of nice senior year being like, oh, okay, this is something that I can go into, this is something I can keep doing, um, and kind of be one of those first players to kind of help make this league what it is. And what about for you, Morgan? Yeah, I mean, just thinking back on it, I feel like growing up, it was either, for us, it was either make the women's national team to continue playing or you don't, and you, you know, tried to look into getting a different job, finishing your degree. Um, so I think that when we were younger, it was obviously a really a tough situation because we didn't have that league that was stable to look to to say this is what we want to do for our career. Um, I do remember going to WPS, WPS games when I was younger, the Atlanta Beat. Um, so I feel like we did have that, but it just wasn't stable. So I think in being in college when I was – I think it was my sophomore year when the league folded in your junior year. Mm-hmm. And then – so obviously when you're in the middle of your college career and you're thinking both being on the under 20 team, being in the national team fold, you either think, all right, we're going to either make the full team or we got to rely on our degree, you know, yeah. and find out what we want to do next. So I think it was, it was tough. Obviously we were taking one day at a time, one year at a time, but I think it's, it's awesome to have little girls like playing the game now and little boys, obviously to be able to watch this league and see that it is stable. It's been around for a long time and you get to actually dream to be able to do this from the beginning Whereas for us, we were obviously playing for the love of the game, but yeah, there were a lot of questions. Dream. Yeah, but and if you didn't make the national team, you had to, you know, kind of go into something different. So, and obviously, it's twenty-three of the best players in the world in the country to play on the national team. So it's such rare error that it's really tough, obviously, as a kid to think I'm going to make it onto the national team. Yeah. You know, and so I think for us, it's it's great now that there's more teams coming to the league. It's going to be even more opportunity. Well, and and there is so much talent here. And that's why I think it's so cool to see just how, no matter how far down in the draft you get selected, like you have a chance to come in and make an impact on your team. And I think that's a credit to just 
how much talent there there really is here in, in the U.S. So the more teams, the more opportunity that's going to to produce. But as I'm sure both of you know, it's also a, a huge investment growing up as a kid to even get on the radar of the national team or the youth national team and to try and get yourself ready for that level. What was maybe when you rewind and look back to like the youth days, what what's kind of your, your biggest takeaway from, from that experience? That's a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone's like path is a little different. Um, I think from the youth experience, for me it was like getting into those different environments and really the uncomfortable environments really pushed you to grow. Um, just going to camps, region, I mean, the club days is very different than when I was back in club. <laughs> there was no ECNL, nothing like that. Yeah. So um, going into like region ODP camps and, and traveling abroad and, and just those environments, I think really pushed you as a player to get outside your comfort zone and still be able to compete and play and push yourself to play at the highest level. So um, yeah, it was, it was very different back then. <laughs> Very different. The look on your face right now. It's it like, so different. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. just thinking now, club teams, these players are playing four times a week. They're training four times a week. And then they play games on the weekend, and you're not allowed to play other sports. And, like, I mean, you played other sports. I played other sports. I played other sports. I played basketball and volleyball all through my high school career. Like, from junior, yeah. senior, all those years, I played basketball, um, which I loved. And I actually thought that that really helped me cross train and also not get burnt out. Mm -hmm. Um, but when I was so young, I think, you know, you live and breathe a sport for that long. It's almost, uh, you see so many, so many of my teammates and my friends got burnt out even when they went to college. Yeah. Um, and even before that. So I think that it's crazy to see the difference now and what they're asking these young youth players to be doing all the time is, is definitely, definitely different. But I think, I think looking back, if I had to pick one kind of thing or one moment when I was a youth player, um, which is hard because there's yeah. a lot of moments, <laughs> but I think like, and you probably have another story or a few, obviously, since we were kind of getting up there. Um, <laughs> Age old, but okay. Isn't yeah, it funny so. though how in sports it's like I saw a meme one time and it was like you know this like athlete takes the field 32 years old. It's a miracle they're even yeah. still like. <laughs> but it's yeah. like funny how sports like the. Uh. You know, and now especially there's like 15 year olds playing in the NWSL. Yeah. Yeah. I can only it's imagine. Yeah. Um, okay, but anyway. Anyways, we're yeah. Saying. Sorry, we're not old, but you know, <laughs> you're not we're at all. There. At all. Um, now I don't even know what I was gonna say. Oh no. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. So I think looking back, like there's always that one story when you're a youth player growing up that you're going to have that you look back on that kind of catapulted you into another like level in your career. And I feel like for me, when I was 12, 13 years old, I didn't even make like a state ODP team, A, B, or C team. And like all my club teammates did. And it was like really embarrassing and I was sad and obviously like being a 12, 13 year old and feeling left out and obviously not feeling good enough at all. Yeah. But I felt like I had a coach who believed in me, which is so important as a youth player. But also at that moment in time, I made a decision, okay, am I gonna be sad? Is this gonna make me not love soccer anymore? Or am I going to go the other way and train as hard as I can and try and be the best player I can be? And I think, thankfully, I had the right people around me as a youth player to kind of push me into the other direction. And I think the next year I ended up making the youth national team. So it was just one of those moments where I just feel like as a youth player, you're going to have failure. And it's just kind of like like you said, a different journey is how you, how you navigate it, how you respond. And I feel like that's kind of like something I've taken with me even to this, this time and 
at 30 years old. <laughs> you know, it happened 12, 13 years old. But I feel like those moments kind of, it's like the foundation of what you go back on. Yeah, it's like such character building. And that's mm-hmm. amazing that that's something that you still like reflect on today and, and take some of those lessons with you. But for each of you, you know, I always think it's so important to, and we see this a lot in youth sports sometimes where it's like, it's very obvious that somebody else wants it for the kid way more than they want it for themselves. So for each of you, I mean, in a year's time to have that kind of turnaround, what did like training on your own look like? What did those days outside of, of practice or games with your team, tournaments, competitions, like what did that look like in each of your respective households? Yeah, I mean, I had my dad. Um, <laughs> he's also coach. my coach. Dalton. <laughs> <laughs> so it was kind of nice. Um, we just kind of, we grew up playing all the time, um, the backyard and um, our basement wasn't finished. So I'd go downstairs, kick a ball against the wall. And Sounds like my childhood. Yeah. Right now. Like, that's exactly what our house <laughs> I is mean, like. my dad ingrained like your skill as something that's super important. So your first touch and stuff like that. And that's something that you can do on your own. And um, we'd always go to Michigan in the summer and we would play <laughs> me, my sister, my dad and my mom, two V two outside. And, um, we'd always have a little bet going with it. What, who's cooking dinner, who's cleaning dinner, things like that. Um, so we just, I think enjoyed doing it outside of just like team, um, environments. And I think that also put a little bit more fun into it as well. It wasn't always super kind of competitive. It was, it was a fun family thing to do. Yeah. What, um, what advice would you give young kids who, you know, have a dream of going professional or playing at like the highest possible level from all the things that you've learned? I I love what you said about, you know, just putting in that extra work and wanting it and and using failure as a chance to kind of rewrite the narrative and, and not let that be how it just is. And that's just something that happened instead of what's going to be necessarily the, the future. Yeah, I mean, I think in just listening to you, I think we were very similar in, like, just you always are playing in the front yard. And obviously, uh, we trained, my club team trained once a week. So, like, it wasn't like you were training four times a week and yeah. you just are getting all that, you know, repetition. It was like... Gave you time to actually we miss had it. To <laughs> actually, we had to actually do a lot on our own, you know, and it, it kind of gave us, like, that ownership over our development. But at the same time, it's it's hard, you know, as a younger kid to be motivated to do it but I think like you said there's a lot of times where you see youth players that the parents want it more for them than they do and it made me think of like one of the biggest things in my youth days I felt like my parents asked me pretty much every month do you want to quit like are you sure you want to do this like are you sure and I'm like yes like I want to do it so I never felt pressure to play I never felt like they wanted it more than me and I think that in turn that also made me want to do it more because they they were okay if I didn't want to play soccer if, yeah you know I played in Florida growing up so it was an hour and a half drive a few times a week and we're spending a lot of weekends in Florida and it was just a lot um so a lot of sacrifice on my parents so I think that's also why they're like <laughs> you sure you want to do this and I was like yes I want to do this stop asking me you know so I felt like you know a lot of times it was it wasn't feeling forced on me and like they wanted it more than me it was one of those things where I was driving it We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Um, and I think that for me, my parents, I think, were huge. And just seeing the youth days of parents and, and how they were encouraging and supportive rather than, you know, trying to be your coach or trying to step into places where they probably shouldn't. And I think for me, my parents are a huge reason why I still love the game and had played it for so many years and, and never forced me to play. Okay, so now let's talk a little bit about your professional careers, both of you joining Kansas City from Chicago, uh, getting to dip your toe in the first ever free agency. Mm-hmm. What, uh, how much went into that decision for each of you and how has Kansas City been? Because when I first met you all, like you had literally just moved here like a week ago. So <laughs> I was like, oh, have you been, you haven't been anywhere yet. You yeah, literally just no. gotten here. So how has it been uh, in that adjustment coming to a new team in a new city? Um, yeah, it's it's been good. I think it was a decision that you didn't make lightly. Um, it was not an easy decision, but I think it was, at least for me personally, a decision to kind of get outside my comfort zone and, and try something new. And um, we've, as players, pushed for free agency for so long. And it was interesting because it came at a time where we didn't know if it was going to come for us or not for some players. Um, and it kind of opened up opportunities for us that we never experienced before so um, it's definitely a growth within the league and as you could see the first year with free agency was kind of (laughs) wild so I think it's definitely going to change the league and allow players to have a little bit more of a voice of where they want to play and and kind of what they want to do within their own career and um, it kind of gives the the players a little bit more power over their own careers Um, I love it here Um, it's definitely an an adjustment but I've really enjoyed the city. The fans are honestly like amazing. The environments at the games are wild and um, 
after we scored our first goal this weekend, Morgan's running back and she goes, I have chills. Wait, after your goal. And not my goal. Um, it was the first goal the first we scored goal, Cooper. this past weekend. Oh, oh, Michelle, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Ma- okay, but that was, like, insane. Well, it was 30 way. seconds <laughs> then, The fastest that, that goal it was, like, erupted in history, was, oh yeah. Oh, my gosh. No, that, yeah. was, that was really cool. What um, what was that moment like for you going back to your goal against your former team yeah. in the Challenge <laughs> Cup? And not just, like, any goal either. Like, that was a – like, you have to be really proud of that goal, I would imagine. <laughs> Thank you. It was weird. I'm not I'm not going to lie. It was yeah. weird. Um, But it was – amazing to see like how supportive my teammates were um of me and and that kind of experience but um it's definitely it was weird yeah (laughs) but I'm very thankful to have my first goal for Kansas City and um it was a cool experience did each of you get a chance after the game to like talk with some of your former teammates like what was what was that like yeah we yeah I mean we hung out with them they obviously came in the day before and and some of those girls are our best friends um played a lot of years with them and have a lot of memories. So I think, you know, it was good to see them. And obviously we, we talked to them and I think, you know, at the beginning of the year, they, they had the better of us. Um, (laughs) so I think it's now even, and I think they probably felt a little bit of what we felt in the beginning. So, um, but yeah, I think we always will wish them well and, and want to see them do well too. So it's obviously hard to, to see, um, some of it, but I think they, you know, are happy for us and we're, we're, we're you know, very supportive of each other and obviously we'll always be, so. All right, let's talk a little bit of World Cup because we are, as you both pointed out, only like a month away, yeah. even though I was like, oh, we're a couple months away. Oh. Nope, much, much quicker it's than that. Um, Morgan, you were on the roster in 2015 as the youngest player, just 22 years old. What was, when you look back on that experience, what, what I guess, resonates now? Yeah, a lot, I think. I mean, it was <laughs> such a fun tournament, honestly. I mean, having it in Canada in the backyard of the United States, I think, was probably one of the coolest things that, I mean, in my career. I think just remembering the crowds and the seas of people and um, in red, white, and blue and just being so supportive and obviously the tournament going our way, um, I think, is something that I'll always be really proud of. But thinking about the chills there's two times in my career where I've gotten chills on the field <laughs> and it was one in the semifinal game of the Germany oh against Germany um in Canada I had the chills in that game um and then obviously this <laughs> weekend <laughs> so there's that's a little bit of a, an interesting fact there you go there you go <laughs> I love it um what uh what are some of your predictions you guys for what you think is going to happen this year I think this tournament will be probably the most competitive um, that there's been. There's also a lot of stars, though, that are missing, too, which yeah, is yeah. really unfortunate with some of the injuries. Yeah. There's a lot of injuries across the board on all teams, which is really unfortunate because, obviously, for a World Cup, it's every four years, and you want yeah. each team to be at their best. Um, but, obviously, those things happen, and it's part of soccer. Um, but I think, yeah, like you said, I think it's going to be the most competitive tournament, which I'm really excited. Obviously, the last two I've been on the sideline, which I uh, obviously is sad for me, but I think there's an opportunity obviously to enjoy it as a fan for the first time in a while. Um, so I'm kind of excited to see how it goes. And, um, and I think that some of the best soccer will be played in this world cup across the board. Any predictions? And will you be waking up at two in the morning? Oh gosh. 
Um, do we have a game? Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be watching the replays. Yeah, replays. <laughs> not not on social media and watching replays. Yeah. Um. I mean, obviously, we always want the United States to win, right? Yeah, of course. Um, but and if I had to pick someone else, <laughs> sleeper, dark horse, and uh, another pick that you think will will really have a good run. I just I think Spain is good. Obviously, they're missing some players. Some some key players, but I think if they can get everything going in the right direction and, and click at the right moment, I think they're one of the teams that I think is going to be unstoppable. Um, yeah, and I think it's been fun to be in this league for so long and play with so many international players that when you do get to the big tournaments, you kind of root for them individually as well. Yeah. Um, so it's always kind of fun to, to watch those games and kind of know those people individually and, and kind of cheer them on as well. For sure. Well, okay. I want to thank you both so much for your time up to this point. It's been great chatting with you and hearing different things that you've had to share about your career at different points in life. But I want to close out with some fun oh questions God. for each <laughs> of you. Uh, Morgan, you, no, no, these are, these are fun. <laughs> I promise. Um, you shared the two moments that you've had chills on the field, but for each of you, what is a moment that you've been the most nervous before a game? World Cup final 2015. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I mean, I would say the U20 World Cup final for me. Yeah. yeah. And what? I would say an NWSL final too. Um, yeah. At what point in like a final do, do those nerves like finally go away? Is it like when the whistle blows or? Like Once you kick off. Yeah. yeah. I think you're like, okay, this is happening. Here I don't go. have time for nerves. Gotta do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so for each of you, you're both friends. You've played together for a long time. Which celebrity friendship would you use to describe yours? Oh, no, we're awful at this. <laughs> we I don't like, know anybody. don't know celebrity names. We don't know like, anyone. really bad. We're, okay. we're probably the two worst people in that <laughs> or any category. like, Or is there, like, a movie or, like, any sort of, like, show? Oh, no. What were you going to say? <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> I don't know if it's appropriate. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> we can always cut it uh, you can cut it okay we or talk, we'll bleep it we'll have people guess sex in the city. yeah yeah okay we, which ones are you in the show oh gosh um you great show Carrie. i've never seen it so yeah <laughs> she's actually never seen it <laughs> but we had there were four of us that we jokingly were up. like we're sex in the city um i think you're carrie they're gonna kill us. <laughs> <laughs> Alyssa was Miranda. <laughs> Alyssa there. Okay, I was going yeah. to say it. That's who I assumed. Yeah. Brooke um LV was Oh, maybe she was Carrie. I don't know. I can't help I you because I don't know names. This is so. incredible. Well, okay, that's Sex in the City. Yeah. Got it. Um <laughs> great show. I'm a huge fan. Um not as much of the reboot, but that's neither here nor there. Um <laughs> Okay, now some more kind of fun ones. Would you rather be 12 inches tall or 12 feet tall if you had to pick? 12 inches taller? Or, no, 12 inches tall, like this. Oh. <laughs> or 12, 12 inches. feet tall? Or 12 feet tall. Oh, 12 wow. feet tall? Probably 12 feet tall. Okay. Yeah. I've always wished for a little extra height. <laughs> so <laughs> it would be kind of sad to go the other Shorter. way. <laughs> By a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Just put you in your pocket. <laughs> so but then you could travel with. Travel 
in a little yeah like, you know, don't show. need to buy an airline yeah. seat you're just yeah. <laughs> 12 feet tall I don't know what you're doing yeah that's <laughs> not much it's pretty tall <laughs> um okay if you could have one like a lifetime supply of anything what would it be What's the first thing that came to your mind? I don't know yet. <laughs> what was yours? Because it sounds like you have something. The first thing that came to mind is dachshunds. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Please, no. But I wouldn't say <laughs> but that. But, like, it's only 12 inch, in my mind. like, long yeah, dachshunds. Yeah, only 12 inch. Yeah. Just all Life small ones. Supply. Not 12 feet long. No, <laughs> a lifetime supply. Of anything. I'm a big foodie. Okay. So, just, like, really good food. Like that, every meal is like really good. Perfect. That yeah, that'd be a good one. Okay, I love it. Well, favorite emojis that you use? What are your three top emojis? You can mm. yeah, we can cheat here. <laughs> I definitely do the the crying laughing face. Crying laughing, red heart, roll the eyes. I've been ooh, <laughs> I've been going with the teal heart lately. I don't have the newest update. Oh, the teal heart's a nice, nice touch. Yeah, the laughing, crying face, the the teal heart, and kind of like the smile with the the rosy cheeks. All right, I love it. Well, that's uh, that's the end of the uh, the rapid fire, scary, funny <laughs> questions. Uh, <laughs> you guys are free uh, to go. No, but Vanessa Morgan, thank you both so much for taking the time to join us on the show today. We appreciate it. Thank you. Had fun. Yeah, it was awesome. Fun. <laughs> well, <laughs> that is it for uh, this episode of Soccer Talks here on KC Sports Network. For Morgan, Vanessa, and our entire crew here uh, watching and, and producing the show, thank you so much for watching, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.